Welcome to the first edition of Practicality in Spirituality. Um, we're going to start this off... Really, I guess we need to define what spirituality is. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say a story I heard along the way in my journey. Hopefully it helps paint the picture. I might even say a couple of them. Um, there's this man lives in a cave way in the north lands of China and uh, he creates fire and he's so excited about being in these cold lands with this new invention called fire that's keeping him warm and he can cook his meat and other things and it lights up the darkness it keeps the animals away it's a great thing and he and he starts to think you know what I need to share this I need to share this fire with with other people so he sets out on a journey and he travels along and he sees a couple of people on his journey and he gives them that little invention fire and they're they're as excited as he is and he's like absolutely and he keeps going on his journey he comes into this town and uh he starts to show these people fire and as he's showing these people fire i mean they're amazed you know they're oh my god we can we can light up this whole town at night and 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 we could stay warm and fend off these animals and you know all this stuff and and they're excited and uh, they start to really praise this man that gave them this invention called fire and he's not at all worried you know he's genuinely a good man and genuinely good people just give of themselves and ask nothing in return they're not interested in an identity of any sorts they just want to help others in a very natural sense but uh the religious and politic leaders feel kind of threatened but they keep their distance and as these people use fire for many other things they create things like lanterns and they're putting fire in the lanterns and it's giving out light at night for long periods of time um, they start to cultivate traditions for for this fire and they meet up around a fire and they talk about this great thing called fire and 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 now the religious leaders and the politics in the area politicians all of them are, are getting threatened this man who invented fires getting more clout than we are right now and that is not a good thing so they they go and crucify that man for all the good that he did and uh these people look at, see that you know and uh they, they start to create traditions and and orthodox around this man who created fire and they put the tools for fire in, in this glass case and they put it on an altar and, and they worship these tools and and, and and they give great thanks to the man who created fire and this goes on for years you know they're sticking it to the man and this goes on for years decades on generations and after a while you realize there's no fire spirituality is that which makes the fire that that whatever it is you do that creates the fire there's another story 
um, this guy is walking in the village and he comes across um, this uh, homeless man sitting on a basket and uh, the homeless man asks this guy hey uh, do you have any any change you can spare me um, any coins of any such and, and the man says uh, I don't see why you would need my coins I would think that you have everything with you and I mean really I don't have any coins to spare while we're talking about it I, I really don't have any and the man says oh well thank you for your time and I, I wish you a blessed one and keep on going you know and the guy says well what are you sitting on and the guy says well, I'm just sitting on this old basket box looking thing and he says well have you ever looked inside of there and the man said, uh, no, I don't think I've ever thought of looking inside of here. And they worked together to lift open the basket and it's filled with gold. And that's spirituality. Spirituality, to me, is waking up. Most people, though they don't know it, are spiritually asleep. They eat in their sleep, they breed children in their sleep, they marry in their sleep, they go to work 9 to 5 in their sleep, they go and complain about the children in their sleep, they go and get stuck in traffic in their sleep, and they never wake up to the beautiful thing that is the human existence. Like the man sitting on the basket, everything he needed was within him, and the longer he was searching outside of him the longer he stayed away from the fact that everything he needed was already there within him or like the other people in 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 the first story that they had fire and they had the ways of making the fire and and getting it lit and 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 but after a while they just put the tools on the altar in a glass box but there's no fire but there's a whole lot of tradition and what we're talking about here isn't tradition or it isn't orthodox it's the tools to make the fire it's the way to find the gold within yourself and, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about here. To spiritually wake up. To be rid of your illusions. Um, I guess some people might be asking, well, why is this even practical? Are you going to go in more death? Of course we're going to go in more death. Um, and it's practical if when, when you really think about it. Most people search for the content in life, the external things, the car, the money, the white picket fence. If you're in North America, I would reckon many other traditional senses have many other visions of what the great dream is for them. Um, but most people search for the content. And when you think about it in any place that you're in, ask yourself, is there more space or content here most people would say space, right? They would say that there is more space than the content. Because without the space, how could this content even exist? And then it makes you want to ask yourself, well, what's more important in life? That which I can see or that which I cannot see? Well, of course, that which you cannot see. Because that which you cannot see sets up the play for everything that you do see. 
but most people get stuck on this what I do see even scientists of this day and age they break it all the way down to a certain point and then they look at each other and go you know I really don't know it's matter it's mass it's it's something it's space upon which this mass can exist in at this kind of level break it down all the way to the molecular structure of a nucleus but what gives this damn thing the energy what kind of level of intelligence resides within the human body for that this red blood cell destroys itself right when it's appropriately meant to and then new ones rebuild without the permission of the conscious mind so you can't say that it's you doing all that it's something beyond you the space not the content but we always get stuck on that the space the content or intelligence versus experience funny story about that I, I met a guy throughout the journey uh, went to school to be a gynecologist some people may not find this funny I found it to be hilarious and he goes to school to be a gynecologist and he's studying about all these things and, he, and he's a virgin nothing wrong with that right um, one day me him and a couple of other guys were sitting around and we have a friend he's a playboy sleeps around with everybody often gets him in trouble and we often tell him about it nothing we really can do though you know you just <laughs> maybe lock him up one of these days and uh, we're getting in a conversation about you know about getting women and and the guy who went to school to be a gynecologist starts to step in and uh, he's saying a bunch of scientific terms right <laughs> about women in 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 the structure of how the hormones affect a certain kind of things within the mind and these other mental chemicals and whenever the rise of estrogen comes there's these certain things so if you see statements that sound like this this and this you might be able to approach that blah 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 and we look at the boy who's who's been getting women for years and we're like so what are your thoughts and he says a couple of things and it's funny that you know a hundred percent of the men in the room want to go to the guy with experience and not the guy with intelligence. The man with intelligence had a whole degree and he knew nothing. Not experientially. You think if on your job a guy gets out of college, he has a great education, he goes into work and <laughs> what's he really worth? The piece of paper that they gave him? You go to another guy who has 28 years experience and I mean who you really want to hire who's actually going to do a good job and who you don't have to train man has a great education but now you got to walk him through the basics of how you do things and this and that and these papers go there blah 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 you got to train the guy and the guy who's already been trained for 28 years gets in it's like all right where's everything at here 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 all right we're good to go you can leave right experience has always been a thing of supreme value in life and uh, it's funny that we know this or most of us i would like to think know this you go to a restaurant and somebody's like, well, I read the menu once or twice and I kind of know what's going on. And then another guy's like, I've been waiting tables for five years. You're like, I want you because you're going to take care of me. And I know this because you've already been through the trials and tribulations of only that you which you can gain in the experience. And I want you to take care of me. And spirituality is no different spirituality is no different there are many books on spiritual practices on spirituality there are many religious texts that many of us lean on um, whether it's Christian or Muslim Islam 
Buddhists, Zen yogis, um, whatever it is, we we might lean on these texts, and intellectually we can dissect them, sure, and we use the intelligence to do this, right? Like a sharp knife, cutting and dissecting all this information and we internalize that and process that but rarely do we have an experience with what we're even reading I remember the first time I read the Bible I was reading the Bible and I heard a couple of things in there until you hate your mother and father your own brother and sister even your own life you can't be my disciple I read that and I was like is this man crazy is everybody else crazy for listening to this cat, man? What is going on here? But I didn't have an experience of what they were talking about, which is mainly detachment. And whenever I read it in that context, I was like, you know, that actually makes sense to me now. Now that I have an experience and I reread all those texts and I was like, you know, this is much more comprehensible to me. It makes sense. It's just, it's very practical. Yaks people what do you really want in life and they'll tell you many things right like I want uh, security sure I want money and I want to make sure I have a comfortable living situation and a car that can get me here to there to here to there um, but what happens when you get all those things most of us probably get driven by the fear of losing them and we take a lot of actions, not out of love, not out of gratitude even, really primarily out of fear. Now I'm going to work, not because I love my job, but just because I'm scared I won't be able to pay the rent. <laughs> or the mortgage, or the car bill, the insurance, whatever it is. We, we go and take many actions and, and, and make ourselves believe that it's the right thing to do not out of love not out of gratitude even though we'll tell people man i'm just very grateful for this job i bet you are man i you know i remember not too long ago i got a job and the guy was like well why'd you why do you love your job and i was i was honest i was like because i love ac air conditioning is a great thing um, I like to be able to afford it, so I'm here. And he was like, you don't have any other passion in this job? I was like, in this one, no. In the one I'm about to go on, sure. But at this one, no. I just I really love to pay my bills. And that's why I'm here. He was like, you are an odd person. I, had to t I think I'm just an honest one, really. At least I'm not in the illusion that I'm, I'm grateful to be here. But really, I'm just fearful that I'm not going to be able to pay to have all these things that bring me the illusion of being comfortable but that isn't true peace it's security but then my security feels so insecure and I started to question all of that well if it's called security why does it make me feel so insecure if I don't have all this stuff what's up with that and I dove into that thought. And I found teachers to help me learn how to be still, how to listen, how to not just look at the knife 
with the intellect sharp as it is, dissecting all this information and internalizing that, but the hand, the identities within me that were holding the knife, the identity of the big man, or the American man, or the soldier from whenever I was in the army, or the other many identities, the student when I was in college the spiritual guru when I started to teach people the many identities the hand holding the knife and the spirituality the practical application of spiritual disciplines rather helped me to make a connection with spiritual energy and that whole process is what we'll call spirituality the tools to get the fire to find the gold within yourself So where, where do we usually start this journey? And, uh, you know, I'm just reading off a bunch of questions I wrote down from people that I've gathered over the years. Where are we going to start this journey? Well, we're already starting it, to be frank. But um, it really starts with a foundation. And the foundation is one of complete willingness. You know who is willing to detach from the identity of the CEO or the priest, or the father, or the brother, or the teacher, or whatever it might be, the insecure man, or the victim, or any of those identities. N mostly no one is willing to detach from those identities until they've suffered enough with them. And that's a challenge, and that's very difficult actually um, for most people and that sucks because really and ultimately you kind of have to suffer with them long enough to be willing to set up that spiritual foundation to be rid of all of them and this whole process is really about that detaching from all the identities all the belief systems that they cultivate um, all the things that reside in our memory um, that create the screens to how we internalize the external world around us the screens of attachments and beliefs and fears and judgments and so on and so forth but that is the first part is to create the spiritual foundation the foundation of complete willingness which is built upon the suffering of you with these identities with these fears with these angers these guilts these resentments these things all these things and when we've become willing enough then something which is a natural consequence comes out into play which is the second part, and that's being teachable. But you really ain't got to educate people on how to be teachable. When, when we are willing enough to be rid of all this, we are definitely willing to listen. And when I talk to people who are not willing to listen, then I understand naturally you have not suffered enough. Though you think you have, you haven't. Because if I said, I have a solution... And you say, but, but what? But everything you've already tried hasn't worked. And that's why you're here. 
seeking a different solution so i would think you would want to you know be quiet for a second tell me your issue sure and then you would want to be quiet and then you would listen to whatever it is the solution is i am proposing but some people don't want a solution they don't want a true cure if you will for their problems which are created in their mind primarily what they want is a quick fix like a kid mend my broken toys come on papa mend my broken toys and we're like that but with other things when we grow up give me back my wife or my husband give me back my reputation or my dignity give me back my respect in the community can you please fix my money situation why isn't anybody going to the courthouse to tell the judge that I've been doing all these things we don't want a cure we just want a quick fix we want a band-aid we want something that just feels good right here right now and we go off of that to determine how we're doing in life oh I feel good but the truest spiritual foundation of complete willingness is expressed by one's ability to be teachable to be willing to listen and to be willing to practice and it can be scary because ultimately what we're going to be proposing in this series really is letting go and detaching from everything you think you are every being you thought you were and all of it and that's scary because you think you're something and that's the problem well that's part of it at least if i asked you who you were what would you tell me your name wrong your social status don't care your job title, not you. You can get fired just as easy as you can get hired. <laughs> Especially these days, there's nothing but jobs. What would you tell me? I'm a father. You didn't come out the womb that way. Right? Like, we could go through all the identities. And you would be wrong. Anything that you attach yourself to. And that's scary. Who am I? We need to get back to the nothingness. To the nothingness. How the universe was originated a good amount of us no matter what our theological belief systems whatever our social views political views it doesn't really matter most of us can get to the point that at one point in time there was nothingness something happened in the universe was created even if we keep it as simple as that god created the heavens and the earth and all this stuff in seven days or the Big Bang Theory. There was nothingness. A pinpoint size thing existed from something, but it came out of nothing and then it blew up and pow! Universe or multiverse or however you want to look at that. But we can all probably agree that there was nothing and then there was something. And then here we are today. And us as beings need to get back to that nothingness. And no matter how you look at it, 
in any kind of theological point of view. I would hope that these practices that we're going to go over and how we're going to explain all of that could be adopted through any point of view, really. Um, that's my hope, is that it serves really no main bias. Of course, it will be biased, because I'm human. Um, but I would hope and do my best to keep it as unbiased as possible, so that hopefully we can help as many people as possible in the short amount of time that uh, we're going to do this series. Spirituality. Waking up. It's more practical than you would think. The foundation of it comes from complete willingness, which is born from utter suffering, which cultivates us to be teachable and to be willing to seek the nothingness. Who are you? And to go back to home, to the nothingness. As I post this stuff, uh, I'm always interested to hear any questions, comments, or uh, concerns anyone has. I'm very open to any kind of criticism. Um, I don't believe in right or wrong necessarily, so don't have any fear about posting. Most of us don't on the internet anyway, so we're never really being our true selves on here anyway, are we? Um, but do feel free to leave any questions you have. Um, I'd love to answer them, and I hope that uh, we can help some people wake up from their illusions and maybe end their suffering while we're on this little segment. Maybe talk about ideas and how to get free of ideas while we're at it. How to get beyond the scope of arguments, back to a position of neutrality in all things. To realize that most of this is really all just a game, and we're just mere players in it. To not take it all so seriously to the point where we would even contemplate suicide, which I know some of us are, because I did at one point in time. And if this stuff helped me, and I promise you it definitely did, I mean, I was just a kid from a broken home, moving from house to house to house in southern Louisiana. Um, addicted to drugs and alcohol and anything else I could get my hands on and expelled from every school in my parish and then joined the army because I was basically homeless without any options and did that, got injured, moved to San Antonio, homeless out there again, drinking and drugging again. And then I finally got off the shed and I started to seek something beyond what it was I was seeking previously and that started my journey on all this stuff and uh, even whenever I wasn't on the sauce I realized there was deeper things happening and I found more teachers to help get me into deeper places to find true meaning in life and uh, I've definitely found something and uh, hopefully we can share it with some people so feel free to comment leave questions um, and I uh, look forward to seeing y'all next episode. Thank you.